With another look at our town council, joining us in the studio is Deputy Mayor Keith Hull. Keith, always a pleasure to have you here. Great to see you. Uh, thank you, and uh, good morning to uh, both John and John. Keith, uh, first of all, we guess we got to ask you, uh, have you been paying attention? Have you been following the Collingwood Judicial Inquiry? Uh, yes, I have been uh, following the inquiry with Ernest. I, I thought you, you've caught me off guard, John. I thought you were going to ask me about last night's hockey game, but that's okay. Well, yeah, maybe, I, I, I refuse, to, that I refuse to even note that that exists. I know you're Habs. We're fan. not acknowledging it, right? Okay, I'm, I'm yes. just it's a, a, a willful suspension of disbelief, right? Now. <laughs> right. Yes. So uh, uh, yes, uh, there are other things happening outside of uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs <laughs> and uh, the NHL playoffs. Uh, I have been following the inquiry with uh, great interest. Um, I have attended. In in person a couple of days uh, to sit in the gallery and I've been watching uh, the streamlined video mm-hmm. like, like many others. The uh, you, you are a unique, unique person to ask because you're on the present council but you're also on the council of the day when, when all of this stuff was going down and I know that everyone I'm talking to, there is an amazement of some of the uh, rather interesting information that's coming out from this inquiry, uh, some of the deals that went down. And, and I think a lot of people are taken really by surprise. You were right there. You were chairs away from stuff that was happening. Were you aware of, of this stuff and you just couldn't mention it? Uh, or is this catching you by surprise like us? Sure. Okay. So I'll just preface my response by saying that the... What I'm going to about what I'm about to say is based on the fact that I've read the foundation document that, that just came out. Yeah. So if somebody's just watching online and has not read the foundation document. They may not know some of the things we're talking that's about. That's right. Right. So I would preface it by just saying that from what I have read, there are certain things that took place uh, as it relates to the Collis transaction that I, and I am confident in saying some others around the council table had no knowledge whatsoever was taking place. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it just seems there was there's just so much. I mean, there's so much in that foundation document. You yes. think, gosh, you had to know some of that stuff. Uh, you would think, and I think that that's a valid question that uh, uh, taxpayers and the residents should have, that how do you have nine members of a council around a table uh, dealing with an issue um, of this magnitude, not only from a governance standpoint, from just a, a fina- pure financial transaction mm-hmm. standpoint, and not have any knowledge. Uh, but I think what has already come out in the testimony from the three witnesses to date and what will come out potentially in the you know 15 to 20 uh, witnesses to follow is that uh, there was um, a, a movement uh, away from the table to look at the sale of the utility and the players, players may not be an appropriate term, but those who were involved uh, were, you know, cooperatively working with one another and you can clearly see went out of their way to ensure that certain members, myself being one of them, Mm. had no knowledge of what was in fact actually happening. Are you happy with the process? Are you you pleased to see that A, that the inquiry is happening, and B, that it's being executed the way they're doing it? 
Well, I'm not, uh, I mean, I'll answer it, I guess, from two standpoints. I'm, I'm a person who has always had an interest in politics, governance, a bit of a political junkie. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, somebody who's a hockey fan who's following the playoffs, I'm a political junkie, so I'm following this sure. with that level of interest. Am I happy it's happening? Uh, no. I think we've got so many wonderful things happening within our community and region that it would be nice to have uh, a focus, a, a spotlight on those uh, successes. But this is a real opportunity for our community to um, go through a painful, and it will, to go through a painful process. And in the end, I believe we have an opportunity um, to uh, look at what recommendations will come forward as a result of the inquiry, uh, act upon those recommendations, put them in place. And the silver lining for our community, I believe, will be that from a governance standpoint, we could be a leader uh, moving forward across the province in terms of here are best practices from a governance standpoint mm. so that this can't happen elsewhere, quite frankly. One of the things that uh, uh, shocked me was how connected uh, these events, certainly the, the information from the foundation document, pointed to how um, former CEO uh, Kim Wingrove was dismissed and how that played out. You would have been there watching that go down. Did, again, did, did you... Were you a part of the whole, oh, yeah, that we have to make a change here? And did you know the real reasons why? Um, I'm not, to this day, I'm not comfortable uh, in stating, I'm not uh, sure I know the full picture as to why uh, the former CAO was removed. I, I think I have a pretty good idea. Um, I think that in the course of time, given her testimony, given the testimony to yesterday and today of the past mayor, some of that is, is coming to light. Mm-hmm. Um, when the former CAO was uh, dismissed, it's the one position municipal position that is actually formed and uh, created and, and then dismissed through a, a bylaw. And so therefore, it was actually a, a motion, that, a bylaw that was um, passed at the council table. And a former councillor, Joe Guardhouse, and myself were the two individuals who did not vote, did not support uh, the dismissal. What has become quite evident in testimony from both Ms. Wingrove and now the mayor is that, uh, you know, in the week that followed the decision to remove her as the CAO, there was sort of this, you know, uh, public ops piece behind the plate to try and play it out as well. You know, she's decided to go on to bigger and better right. things, which quite frankly, you know... It's uh, lying to the public. <clears throat> well, it, it was very misleading. Mm. And uh, I, I'm being diplomatic when I say that. <laughs> the reality is that she was fired. She was dismissed. I don't agree for the, for the reasons in which she was uh, fired or dismissed. I express those concerns. Uh, to the former mayor, express those concerns to uh, my colleagues uh, in the in-camera session. Uh, we came out of in-camera, uh, and uh, the following week, the bylaw, or the, sorry, was it the following week? I guess that evening, the, the decision was made to uh, have the vote, and the vote was, no, it was my apologies, it was the following week. The reason I say that is because the night we were in camera, uh, Councillor Guardhouse was not there. So there were eight members uh, in camera when the decision was made. When the vote was made the following week, that's when you had a vote of seven to two to uh, terminate her employment with the town of Collingwood. Okay, I'm sure there's going to be lots more we're going to want to talk about as we watch more of the inquiry and more of it come out, but I appreciate you uh, being so candid about that. Let's talk about some more fun things, more positive things, (laughs) as you so uh, aptly mentioned. 
Uh, there's an urban forest management meeting tonight. Uh, for those of us who don't know, what is urban forest management? Well, I, I'm not 100% sure myself. <laughs> okay, that's and, why there's uh, a meeting. That's right, and I'm looking forward to it myself. <laughs> so this is something that has been uh, put together through our, our Parks, Rec, and uh, Culture Department. Uh, Wendy Martin um, is uh, spearheading this, and uh, we're hosting an open house, or I should say she and her department are hosting a, an open house this evening at Central Park at 7 o'clock. Many not, may not be aware that at Central Park, the arena, when you go into the lobby, there's actually a community room on the second level. Level. Oh. Uh, so it does have stairwell and uh, elevator access. But uh, uh, if you haven't been to the arena for a function outside of hockey, you may not be aware that the room is there. So that is, in fact, where it's being located. Okay. Um, and really, it's an opportunity for uh, staff to uh, give some information as it relates to uh, urban forest management, good stewardship practices, what they'd like to maybe do moving forward, and get, get and receive feedback from members of the community as to uh, what they feel and, and uh, you know, or what, what's important to them as it relates to urban forest management. Uh, with um, climate change, with the mm. changes that we're seeing within our community as the, uh, with, you know, the urban growth, uh, forest management is becoming a huge issue. Uh, whether we're talking about, uh, you know, several trees within a sensitive area or whether we're talking about protecting a larger uh, area, uh, an area that comes to mind would be, say, out the 11th line, right. uh, where we've got a really nice protected area as part of our trail system. Uh, so it should be a very interesting meeting and, and probably something people might want to get their two cents worth in. So uh, that meeting is tonight at Centennial Park. Uh, it's at the Central Park Arena, Central 7 o'clock, uh, running from 7 to 9. And I okay. would encourage people to be there for, if you're, if you're truly interested, uh, you want to be for the duration there. Mm -hmm. But if you can't, by all means, please you know pop in when it's convenient between that time period. If you can't make it tonight, I would encourage people, if you have an interest in urban forest management, to uh, you know reach out. I know that Wendy Martin, I know that her team are very receptive okay. to to talking to people about this these types of issues within the community. And lastly, some bad news uh, in terms of from the province cutting some funds to something uh, that's near and dear to our hearts here locally, and that is the uh, interlibrary loaning uh, has been cut. It's off. It's done. That's right. So uh, this this uh, was an announcement that was made last week. It's an announcement that uh, is province wide. Uh, and it has, um, I think, a, a significant impact specifically on more rural uh, municipalities, which we still are, uh, as well as our northern communities. And essentially what it is is that uh, for those who are not able to access resources through their own uh, public library, mm -hmm. they're able to borrow from other um, services uh, through the county. And the cost to uh, ship those uh, services, whether it be hard copies of books, et cetera, was something that was, was picked up by the province, they've cut that. Um, one of the things that I'm uh, disappointed in is that the cut was just made and the service has been eliminated. So people so are no option for the library systems to to come up with an alternative plan. Correct. What to do. Not, not that I'm aware of. So uh, this was discussed yesterday at uh, the county. We will be forming a resolution to send to the mm. province to express our concerns. But in the meantime, unfortunately, uh, our library yesterday put out a well-worded uh, press release um, uh, requesting that patrons. Uh, twofold. One, if they do have current uh, books, etc., that they are to return them, okay. and then they will be returned to the uh, home library. Second, if they are concerned with this issue, 
uh, they could reach out to the library for further information to staff. Uh, in particular, the uh, CEO, uh, Ken Hay, I think is somebody you should talk, talk to. But it's something that if you are concerned with this type of service, concerned with the quality of your library, uh, I would encourage people to contact your local uh, member of provincial parliament. Our local member of provincial parliament is uh, Mr. Jim Wilson. Keith Hall, thank you so much for joining us today on Talk of the Town. It's great. Thanks very much.